Hey lady, do you sometimes feel like you've lost yourself? Are you internalizing your feelings and walking around on eggshells either at home or at work? Maybe there is something missing in your life, but you just can't quite figure out what it is. Or even worse, you know what it is, but you feel stuck and you can't move forward. Well, I have been there more often than I care to admit. I spent more than 20 years climbing the corporate ladder only for it to come to an abrupt end during a 10-minute meeting. (laughs) I was so busy climbing that ladder to satisfy one aspect of myself that I neglected to take the time I needed to really focus on how to achieve true balance in every aspect of my life. Hi, I'm Anya Day, and welcome to the Find Your Voice and Own It podcast, where I give women practical tips on how to find their voice through changing their mindset, identifying their passion, and owning their story, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, go grab your favorite glass of wine or cup of tea if you're driving, relax, And let's peel away the layers of our complex onion to unleash our authentic voice that the world deserves to hear. Hey tribe, what's up? Today we are going to talk about the promises that we keep to ourselves or don't keep, and how keeping a promise is important to yourself. Keeping a promise to yourself is important because it shows your commitment to yourself. And if you can't keep a promise to yourself, then why is it that we place so much importance on keeping promises or commitments to other people? Like we need to be just as important. We need to make ourselves just as important as we do the other things and people around us. And to me, that ties directly into consistency. And that's the promise that I want to focus on today, being consistent and how consistency is the key to our success. And a lot of times when somebody breaks a promise to you, they don't necessarily do it intentionally. They don't do it out of malice. They don't necessarily mean to do it, but something comes up in the way and it just happens or intentionally or unintentionally it happens. And To me, we need to focus on only making that commitment or that promise to yourself if you intend on keeping it. And not to say that you're not going to make mistakes and you're not going to fall short sometimes, but I want to focus on the consistency aspect and how that plays a role in some of the things that we tell ourselves about what we're going to do or what we're not going to do. So think about like when you were a kid. When you were a kid, you were anxious to discover the world, to learn, explore. You were consistent and persistent in everything you needed to do in order to get whatever it is that you wanted. So take a toddler or a young, an infant learning to walk. They fall they get back up, they fall, they get back up. They're consistent. That consistency is the process that they have to go through in order to learn how to walk. When they're a crying baby and they want something, they're, they consistently cry. And so they get what they want <laughs> because they know that if their hope is as a kid, if I were to go back to when I was two years old, which of course I can't remember. When I was crying or fussing and doing whatever, throwing a temper tantrum, as a child, they probably believe that if I keep on doing this, I'm going to annoy my parents enough that they're going to give me that bottle or they're going to give me that pacifier or that binky or that toy or whatever it is that I want. So when you're kids, you have this trust and belief that your consistency 
is going to get you an end result. And we need to go back to being kids at some point in time when it comes to certain things. <laughs> at some point in time, we lose that we're very trustworthy when we're young. We are just kind of transparent. We're full of life. We're cautious. But at that same time, we're extremely aspirational. My seven-year-old, he truly believes that he could have whatever he wants. Mommy, I want a passport because I want to go to Brazil. Mommy, can you buy me this train because blah, 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 blah. There are, there is nothing that stops his dreams. But somehow along the way, and this is where we have to be extremely careful, as we become aware of our surroundings and ourselves as we grow older, it's almost like we retreat back. It's like we learn that there needs to be a certain level of safety and responsibility and accountability, but and that then makes us start developing certain habits. Those habits, those habits make you hesitant sometimes. They make you scared. They make us lose faith in certain things where it's like the innocence of a child is to me something so precious and I raising children, I've tried to protect their innocence while also slowly showing them the ways of the world and how the world can come in and try to interfere with your innocence and what it is that you have strive so hard to develop for them. And I wish that we can somehow keep that same faith that we have as kids, that belief that we can do whatever. But what happens is those habits that we develop over time, they end up shaping who we are. They shape your values. They shape your beliefs and your business and how you function. And consistency is within us. It's always been within us. It was within us when we were crying for that binky when we were three months old. But somehow, at some point in time, things shift. And what you believe that you could do at that age, you no longer necessarily believe it. And But we need to get back to that. And how do we achieve our goals, short-term goals, our long-term goals, our overall vision for what we want in life without being unrealistic, but also getting what we need and what we deserve. I think that good le- good leaders are consistent. And I consider myself a good leader, but I'm not always consistent in every aspect of my life. And as a part of my journey, I have been driving to be more consistent. So years ago, some years ago, when I worked at a nonprofit organization, we used to go through this process called lean or Kaizen. Kaizen, I think was te- that's the term I'm thinking about. So we would go through Kaizen. And Kaizen is Japanese for like continuous improvement. It's the idea of making little improvements over time that compound each other that eventually lead to big changes. And I think literally if you translate Kaizen, it means change for better. And the idea of it or part of one of the aspects of it is this idea of being consistent and those little steps. And I think a lot of times we lose, we're so focused on the end goal and achieving it or not achieving it that we sort of forget about the process that we need to go through. So when you think about consistency, what do you think stops you from being consistent. I think sometimes it's being afraid. Sometimes it's not believing in ourselves. Sometimes it's lack of knowledge, lack of understanding. I think 
that whatever that thing is that's preventing you somehow you f- when you're when you acknowledge and you accept the fact that you're not being consistent about a particular thing then how do you then get back on that path to correct it so one of the first things i think we need to do is just show up like this has been drilled in my head over and over again i have communicated this to mentees and staff over and over again and it's so true. A lot of times we just got to show up. So your journey, journeys that people go through don't necessarily happen overnight. Like you think about, I was about to say, who was I about to say? Jeff Bezos. I remember seeing something that said when he was 22, 23 years old, he was flipping hamburgers at McDonald's, but that didn't, he didn't give up on his dreams. He didn't, he didn't lose focus of what it is he needed to do. Ultimately, clearly, He's stopped working at McDonald's. He probably owns McDonald's now, <laughs> at least several of them, or he could. And he then switched to then show up and do what he needed to do in his garage to start selling his items. And what started as a small business out of his garage has now grown into this multi-billion dollar company called Amazon. So when you think about the idea that just showing up means don't you can't quit because quitting doesn't get you the outcome that you need. Quitting still doesn't get you the thing and whatever that thing is that you're it is that you're looking for. So, there have been several times where I wanted to give up on things that I did when I was navigating through and growing as a young professional in corporate America. There were so many jobs that I wanted that I did not get. In retrospect, it was a blessing I didn't get them because my journey was meant to be what it was. The jobs that I had were meant to be the jobs that I needed to have. And at the time, I couldn't see it. And it's, I also compare it to my parents and how when you're younger, your parents tell you, oh, one day you're going to know what I'm talking about. If only you just listen to me now. And it's hard to understand at that age. But now that I'm a parent, I tell my kids the same thing, like, please take what I'm telling you and learn from it. And I think the same principle in terms of sometimes we just have to show up, even if we don't necessarily know exactly how we're going to do exactly everything we're going to do. When God gave me this idea to have a podcast, I didn't know how I was going to do it. All I knew is I needed a mic and a computer. And I started off with that. And I knew that different tools and resources would be revealed to me because I love to learn. So I love to seek and I love knowledge. So I went after those things. Me, that was part of me showing up. Part me doing what I needed to do, even though I couldn't see in my mind exactly the path of even why I was doing it. I didn't always know why. I didn't always know how. I didn't always know the end game. I I still don't necessarily know all of that, but I've chosen to make a commitment to show up. I showed up to to figure out what it is that I need to do from a technical aspect, from a non-technical aspect. I had to focus on something. I had to choose to be consistent. Anything you do consistently, you're going to see some progress. It develops into a habit, a routine, something that you end up, you get better and better at it. 
like the kid learning how to walk. Imagine somebody learning graphic design. They had to be consistent about how learning all of that software and all that technical stuff that you need to do in order to build a web, build a website or build these amazing graphics that people can utilize on social media. But you had to be consistent. You had to show up for yourself to do that. And I think showing up for yourself is what I'm trying to focus on. Don't necessarily do it for anybody else. You got to do it for yourself. You got to want it bad enough that you just say, I got this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it scared. No matter what, I'm just going to figure it out. That consistency makes you relevant. It makes you, it helps to establish your reputation, whether it's to external people or to yourself. It, Like I said before, it builds that trust. You just can't look back. Like one of my favorite, what do you call those things? Memes was like of a horse, it's a horse with the blinders on and how when they're running that track with those other horses, it might be dozens of horses running that track. They're focused on going forward, period. They're not looking at their partner or they're not even a partner. They're not looking at the horses next to them, to their right or the left. They have to keep the blinders on to stay consistent, to stay forward, to move forward, to make progress. Because if they're taking a a minute to turn to the side, it's okay to be aware of your surroundings, but don't allow your surroundings to then overtake who you are and what you are and what you have to do, what your particular assignment is, not somebody else's, but what your role and what your assignment is. I remember reading something about um, Nike and the slogan, just do it, which I love, just do it. But this gave me a completely different perspective of it. The person who came up with the slogan somehow tied it to the fact that there was this man somewhere who was being executed and like you know, the death sentence executed. And I think it wasn't just do it, he said. I think he said it was like one of the first ones that had happened after a long period of time where there weren't any executions. And I think he said, let's do it or not let's do it. It was something do it. And somehow out of that, this person who came up with this slogan, he referred back to that particular situation. And he wasn't focused, of course, on the, it sounds kind of morbid. He wasn't focused on the execution aspect of it. He was focused on ultimately that statement of intention, that personal, okay, just do it. And it's interesting because Phil Knight, one of the co-founders of Nike said, oh, we don't need that shit. Like literally that was his, that was the quote that I read. Like he said, we don't need that. We don't need that slogan. But if you, and that initially marketing and advertisement, advertising executives, they weren't going to use it. And somebody somewhere made the decision, okay, let's try it out. And it turned out to be a hit. Look at it now. You see, just do it. You don't even have to see the the swoosh. You associate that, most people associate that with Nike. That persistence, that consistency, that, oh, that's part of their brand recognition. You fast forward to today and Colin Kaepernick, who people everywhere know, whether they're into football or they're not into football, he's one of the faces of Nike. He was able to achieve that after years of him being consistent and taking a stance for what he believed in during the football game games. Ultimately, yes, it did get him kicked out of the NFL, but I submit to you that he is a better person because of it. He's featured in ads. He still has opportunity, other opportunities, but I want to focus on, there was an ad that he was in that said, believe in something. I think I'm quoting this right. Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. And to him, that was a huge sacrifice. Of course, he thinks about playing football all the time. Clearly he does, because I know he was in the tryouts 
in the spring or whatever you, the combine or whatever you call that thing. But to him, he believed in his something hard enough and strong enough that that was his focus. He was consistent. He took a knee every single game. And in the end, he did sacrifice everything. He sacrificed a lot. He's, he, he sacrificed that aspect of his career. But if you go back to the slogan, just do it. Sometimes you do just have to just do it. Like just show up, just be consistent. Just stop worrying about the how, what, where, who, how you gonna do this, where you gonna get the money from, how you gonna learn, where you gonna get the education, who gonna teach you, who gonna listen to you, who gonna do this, who gonna do that. Don't focus on that. Just show up. Sometimes it's just truly about the process. And I have learned this the hard way. Trust and believe. I have. It is one of the things that is extremely challenging for me. I've never been a social media person. I've just, it's just not my thing. I remember one of my girlfriends, Kim, she was the one who put me on Facebook. And it was like I was at home on maternity leave with my daughter. And somehow we ended up signing me up for Facebook. But I've just never been a big social media fan. So for me to have to somehow build a base of my tribe through social media, media, it has been a bit challenging because it's not something that I necessarily care to spend my time on. But what I care about is the person on the other end of their phone. I care about the person on the other end of that computer who needs to hear what I have to say. I care about that person who needs to hear that word of encouragement or who, need, who needs that level of accountability that they feel like I give them. And I wouldn't have necessarily thought that that was going to be the end game, but it is. But I have to show up. If I don't show up, one, I might get nudged saying, hey, where you been? But two, that I'm not pouring into their lives. I'm not fulfilling my aspect of my assignment as it relates to meeting or being introduced to certain members of my tribe. So number one, just show up. Number two, hold yourself accountable. When you are consistent, you're teaching yourself you don't have to, no, when you're inconsistent, you're basically teaching yourself that you don't have to take yourself serious, that it's okay to disappoint yourself. And I go back to what I said earlier. You don't, a lot of times people focus more on the promises that they provide to other people and the commitments that they make to others because somebody else is depending on them. Not thinking about the fact that when you let down yourself, then you're kind of chipping away at your own trust. You're chipping away at your own ego because you're not getting it done. You're not showing up. You're not holding yourself accountable. You're not doing what you need to do. You have to be responsible for the choices that you make. You can't play the victim. You can't give excuses. You can't make yourself the first line of defense. You have to hold yourself accountable. And you do that by a variety of ways. So you can make lists. You can write down what it is that you're focused on. Put stickies all over your daggone wall. All over your mirror. Do whatever you need to do. Write the vision. Make it plain. If you promised yourself that you're not going to eat after 8 o'clock, then go put some stickies on the refrigerator. If you promised yourself that you're not going to eat the kids' snacks, go put the stickies on the kids' snack basket and say, Anya, do not touch. You have to do what you need to do. I know that sounds crazy. I don't need to do all that. But no, that's not true. No, that's that's a lie because I've made, I put stickies on my refrigerator before. I don't need to put them on my kids' snack basket because I don't necessarily like their snacks. But do what you have to do to hold yourself accountable. Be intentional about the moves that you make for yourself. Like you're intentional about the moves that you make for other people. There are so many 
many things that we do for our jobs, for our other people that we don't do for ourselves. You're going to make sure you do what you need to do to get to that job at nine o'clock. If, if your boss says you're supposed to show up on that computer or in that office at nine o'clock, then you understand that there are consequences if you don't do it. So why can't we hold ourselves accountable and do the same thing when we need to go to the gym or when we need to do the laundry and not let the laundry pile up for three weeks? When we need to finish that script that we were in the middle of writing, when we need to, to really put some time and energy into figuring out what it is that we want to do. We have to be just as intentional about those things that we desire and hold ourselves accountable like our bosses and our superiors will hold us accountable about our jobs that pay us. Yes, our jobs give us a salary, but at the end of the day, we working to make somebody else rich. And it's nothing wrong with that. For some people, that's that's cool. That's, I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying you have to be just as disciplined for things that you want for yourself, because we're talking about promises that we keep to ourselves, as we are to other people. That discipline is important. That discipline requires consistency. That discipline requires thought and action. You have to, another way you can make yourself accountable is put yourself out there. If you're, if you know that you want to lose weight, then you could put it out there to some people. You could, you hell, you can put it out there social media if you want, but you could put it out there to a couple of friends to say, hey, I'm trying to do this or you know you live you're at home quarantining you're with your spouse you're eating more than you need to you realize you put on a few pounds you want to stop doing whatever put it out there to people you want to stop smoking put it out there to people that you want to stop smoking so then when you come around them you're not smoking or they say they see you doing whatever and they throw your cigarettes out you want to stop drinking because you realize that it's developing into something from a calorie perspective putting on weight because you drinking too much beer or you putting too much juice in your vodka or whatever it is that you're doing or you just don't want to do it anymore share that with somebody so that they can hold you accountable if you're not holding yourself accountable then perhaps the assistance of somebody else will help you and it's not for everybody to know everything that you're trying to do I'm not saying that you have to put everything out there to, for everybody but that does help to increase your accountability because it allows you to other people to observe what you're doing what you're not doing and make comments about it if you're they will let you know a lot of time it does set you up to be judged and evaluate, but it holds you accountable. I think I said this before, me saying that I was going to write a book <laughs> made people ask me a lot, hey, when's your book coming out? And that's why I was initially hesitant for to even share it with anybody because maybe a part of me didn't want that accountability. I don't know. I, you know, I think that when you hold yourself accountable, whether that's one, you need to do your own part to hold yourself accountable. But you can have accountability partners. You can have walking buddies. Um, I see people every day online doing exercises with other people because that's their accountability. I wish I lived closer so I could <laughs> go meet them. Because I do enjoy doing, when it comes to exercise, I like that whole idea of walking or whatever with other people. So two is hold yourself accountable. I think another thing would be, I would, I would say the third thing and the final thing. I mean, there are lots of things, but the third thing for today would be acknowledge it's not always going to be easy. You're not, it's not necessarily going to be a piece of cake, but if we focus on the process 
And ultimately, so a lot of times we do focus on the outcome, but we do it maybe more than we do the out, the process. So when the outcome, the ultimate outcome isn't coming as quickly as we would like, then perhaps we get a little discouraged. Perhaps it makes us want to quit before we can actually reap the benefits of knowing if we can get to whatever the end game is. You, that's where you have to acknowledge it's not an overnight thing. Losing 50 pounds is not an overnight thing. Learning how to build a website is not an overnight thing. Some things comes come easier than others, but you have to learn how to sort of acknowledge that and then celebrate your small victories. So I remember when I was a few years back, I had this goal in my head of, yeah, it was some years back. There was, I worked at an organization there were a lot of physically fit people who would run marathons. And I had a goal that I wanted to run a marathon when I turned 30. Well, guess what? It didn't happen. <laughs> but I didn't completely give up on myself. I had, I did something. So I did, you know, I had a couple of friends who I would walk and train with and run with. And we ended up doing a couple of 5Ks. And for me, yes, ultimately it would have been great to do the marathon. My knees just, they have challenges. And I'm not saying I can't never do it, but I, I acknowledge that it's not always going to be easy. I have to put in the work if I want to see the ultimate goal. And I made an adjustment to say, oh, okay, I'm not going to run the marathon, but at least I've done that. At least I've made progress. At least I did. I did a, Avon used to do these three-day breast cancer walks and they were like doing a marathon. You just weren't running it <laughs> because it was like 60 miles or it was some, I gotta, I gotta remember how many miles it was, but it was like literally, it was the beast. We, I did it twice. I think we did it twice. Yeah, we did it twice. And it, that was a whole challenge in there itself. I had to commit to being consistent to train because people thinking, oh, you're just walking. Oh, you got to train to walk that many miles a day to get to your goal. You have to be consistent in your training. You have to be consistent in your fundraising because there was also a financial commitment in terms of fundraising that you had to commit. For me, I focus on the fact that one of my very dear friends who I worked with and who worked for me was a breast cancer survivor and at a very young age. And my mom also went through breast cancer. My aunt, one of my aunts had died from breast cancer at that point. So there are things that you have to kind of focus on to maintain. Sometimes you need something to focus on in order to maintain that consistency. I think that is that piece of it is what drives my consistency or helps to drive my consistency in this path of me just being healthier and making more intentional food choices. My OBGYN says all the time that dairy and chicken is killing us. <laughs> and he's probably right. And I have not, I'm not a vegan, but I try to make more intentional choices about the amount of dairy and mucus that I, because I understand that it produces mucus. I try to be more intentional about what I do and putting it, what I put in my body. No, it's not easy. It's not at all. But I have to remember that I come from a family with a ton of pre-existing health conditions. I am not 130 pounds anymore. I am, I also have lupus. So my lupus is impacted by things, other things that happen to me from a health perspective. So I just have to, that, those things help to drive my consistency. Me wanting to be selfish, quite frankly, and know that I don't want anybody else raising my kids and I'm not finished pouring into their lives. So that's another thing that drives my consistency. You have to figure out what that why is and focus on that sometimes. And I would say be patient with yourself. 
So just because it's not going to be easy and it's not going to happen overnight, you have to be patient. You have to forgive your failures when it doesn't work out the way you wanted it to work out. And you have to adjust. You have to do it when you're scared. You have to do it when you don't know how you're going to do it. You have to focus on how you can be more consistent. Like, what is it that you can do to make yourself consistent? You can show up. You can hold yourself accountable. You acknowledge that it won't be easy. You can figure out how to get the additional tools and resources that you want or that you may need in order to get whatever the thing is that you want to get done done. But you can't give up. I had a plant that was, it's like a little tree that sits in the front of my house. And when I bought it, it was like 60% off or something crazy because it was dying, but I bought it anyway. Planted that tree in front of my yard where it needed to go. And... For the first week or two, I was looking at this thing like it looks more pitiful than it looked when I got it from the store. All the leaves fell off. Like it just looked sad, decrepit, all of that. I was questioning, did I dig the hole deep enough? Did I do whatever? But I was consistent in what I did to it. I was consistent in giving it plant food. I put some root, it's this stuff called root grow. I think that's what it's called. In the dirt when I first planted it to help to aid in the process for it to get established in the ground because it was a probably mm, four foot tall tree. So it was, you know, like a nice size. And I didn't want to just waste my money. I wanted to attempt to uh, revive it. My consistency in watering it and feeding it and giving it the nutrients that it needed. Now it's a green plant and it's still green. It's December. (laughs) So I'm sure it's going to turn brown eventually. But that tree is thriving now. It's thriving because I was consistent. It's thriving because I showed up for the tree when the tree couldn't show up for itself. That consistency that you have for yourself, it helps to build trust. I can't say that enough. You learn to trust yourself when you realize that you've accomplished something. You accomplish something by being consistent at it. You can you accomplish something by going through the process. The more you do it, the more you're going to believe in your ability to get it done. If you don't try and you can't get it done. <laughs> I mean, it sounds really simple. And I, I'm not trying to over, oversimplify it because I understand, trust and believe. I understand that it's not easy. I'm not saying that it is. I'm living proof that it's not easy. Y'all, the, the struggles that I go through on a daily basis, most of you will never, ever, ever know. But I have to consistently show up for myself. I have to show up for my kids, for my parents, for my family, for the people who are watching. But to me, the most important person that I got to be consistent for is myself. Believe in yourself. You got this. Just focus. Just be consistent. Just show up. It's not always going to be easy. Hold yourself accountable. Hell, you got a goal you want to achieve and you need some help trying to work through it and figure it out. Contact me. DM me. Email me. I'll be your accountability partner because I don't want you to disappoint yourself. Forget everybody else. They don't matter. I mean, they do, but they don't. At the end of the day, do it for yourself. Do it for Samantha. Do it for Tina. Do it for Rebecca. Do it for whoever you are. Do it for David. Do it for yourself. Be consistent. Grace and peace. Until next time. Thank you for joining the Find Your Voice and Own It podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review because I welcome and value your feedback. You can also tag me in your stories at It's On Your Day 
so I can personally connect with you and know who is in my tribe. I am looking forward to continuing to work with you to write your own story. Until next time, grace and peace.